The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Hey, good morning. It is uh, the morning drive on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. It is a Basketball Baseball Friday presented by Abundance Energy. Um, I'm sure you saw some of this yesterday. Uh, it's it's exciting uh, to see it going up. But the double T scoreboard in uh, in the north end zone, they started putting the pieces on the poles That's yesterday. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't I didn't know what to what I thought was gonna happen or but it looks to be pretty close to the same thing that we had, only bigger. I didn't know if they were going to make it a little bit different, but I mean, and I don't know, and it may be when it all gets put together, but it kind of looks like it used to look like. So, I mean, that's cool. I mean, it it uh, it looks uh, looks looks like it is going to be bigger um, and probably sturdier down there at that uh, south end for the wind and all that kind of stuff. But it looks to kind of have the same script, you know, in cursive. Um, that we had previously on the double T scoreboard. So I don't know what the whole thing's going to look like yet, but um, I either saw it on uh, social media yesterday or I dreamed it last night. I can't remember what which, but it looks it looks to be about the same. Okay. So that's that's mm-hmm. that's progress, and and I don't know how the, the whole construction process works in terms of when's a good time to put that up versus. You know, finishing everything else. My my guess is, here's this is my guess, just purely a guess, and people that are far smarter than this would probably be in the actual know, is that putting up this scoreboard maybe a signal that you're almost done with the cranes down there at the south end, because it looks like a lot of the structure is already in place. So I don't know how, I don't know how much they have left to do, but but maybe that that means that they're almost done with the cranes. Yeah, maybe so. I'm not really um, very good at knowing information like that. What they would need the cranes for, even right. if even if maybe some of the structure is done, they still need to get really yeah. heavy metal bars up to the top there. And so sure. yeah. you would think they would probably need the cranes for stuff like that. Yeah, they're not going to have, have guys carry carrying up the, those yeah. up there. No, We're no, going to no. need 600 guys <laughs> right. to carry this steel beam up right. the stairs. Right. So it's, maybe maybe the crane stays a little longer. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe, yeah. maybe so. But anyway, it's just it. it it kind of feels like, kind of feels like that's, uh, man, that's just a signal that we're we're making real progress. In addition to all the other work that's being done over there, mm-hmm. but you know, it kind of feels like we're putting a little icing on the cake before it's before we're done. But which is which is awesome. Um, and then in the uh, in the north end zone, my understanding is for, you know, Raidertron five thousand is that the expansion is going to be to the sides that will be pretty substantial. Uh, Bullfighter actually brings up a, a very good question. Yeah, I saw that on the Yates Sporting Center chat line. Is it cursive, cursive, or Chuck cursive? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's. Uh, I think it's cursive, 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 cursive. Yeah. Okay. I think it's cursive, cursive. As opposed I, I to, think that's a good question. <laughs> no, I, I know, oh, but man. I mean, it's they didn't they didn't ask me to. Hey, could you do it in cursive so that we can Clearly. take. Take that and put that up on the, well, on the double someone, T scoreboard. Someone failed to do their job. Clearly, yeah. I don't have to ask Bullfighter if he's got that one on the list. No, there's it's on the list. We know, we know. 
We know that. It's on the on the list. Uh, let's see here. Chuck, if it makes you feel any better, uh-huh. and I do mean any better, I'm sure yesterday could have been a list made completely about me uh, on the, the bottom line yesterday. There were some new words made up on the show yesterday. Really? <laughs> like... I, I can't even describe them all. Um, what was the problem the, the yesterday? Couldn't talk. Oh. Flat out could, couldn't. You remember in, um, I don't know, pick a cartoon. You know, I really think about, like, um, I really think of uh, Wiley Coyote against the Roadrunner. <clears throat> and I think of the Roadrunner, when he would start up, you would see, like, the wheels. Right. <laughs> he would go and then. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, a mixture of Jeff and Red Bull. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Jeff being very excited each time we came back from a break to talk again. Uh huh. <laughs> there was some spinning of the wheels before we got started frequently. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just like. Kind of. It kind of reminds me like of how. When I open the door to the house, mm-hmm. like Winfield is like, um, he's excited to see you. He's like, his tail is going so fast. I'm afraid he's going to fly away. Okay. <laughs> and he does this with all of us. So it's not just me. Okay. Okay. But he's so excited and he's like squeaking and eking and he's making these noises that we don't quite understand, but he's so excited. Mm-hmm. It may just be that he needs to go to the bathroom. I don't know. Anyway, that's kind of what Jeff reminded me of yesterday. Wow. Yeah, he was so excited <laughs> to come back from the commercial breaks. We had a good time, so okay. it was understandable. Yeah, I was. I, I didn't catch hardly anything yesterday. I was. You really should have been extremely been, busy. You really should have been listening for the bottle of wine that we did, mm. because it was the bottom line. But mm-hmm. it was the the bottle of wine because. That's just what we called it then. The bottle of wine. And by we, he means I mean, him. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, knew, I knew that. Yeah, <laughs> I knew that. So anyway, so and I, as I was driving on the Sherpa Bond this morning, I could, I kind of looked through the, you know, at the south end zone where the where there's a little kind of opening there where the end of the stands is and the start of the you know, the, the south end zone project is, and uh, you can see the double T scoreboard from the from the side coming up through the coming up through the air. So. It it uh, it'll be massive. It'll be, said be all said and or all done before we know it, and we'll be kicking off. And Flip the switch. Get ready for you to start worrying about North Texas in a few weeks. Right? Yeah. Right. Well, I'll, I'll be I'll be I'll be the worry wart for that. Okay. So <laughs> I'm I, gonna be. I don't I don't even know if I can make it to work on Monday if we lose to North Texas on Saturday. On a Saturday. I'm just going to take a take a personal day. Say take a month off. Take a month off. And just, I I'm not going to I'm not going to pick to lose, but I'm just going to tell you this. I bet it's I bet it's closer than what we want it to be. I bet it's closer than what we want it to be. I hope not. I hope not. Um, I saw this. Man, this is just crazy. I I hope this doesn't. I don't think this will trickle down to to Texas Tech, but um, the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, apparently, uh, they are going to end their dollar hot dog uh, night promotion. Uh, it w- it will end this year. They're and they're citing unruly fans, Jamie. For more than twenty five years, the Phillies had dollar hot dog night. What do hot dogs have to do with unruly fans? Okay, I'm going to get there. Okay, they know they're in Philly, right? Apparently, uh, 
they had some experience in the past with fans taking those uh, dollar hot dogs and throwing them um, during a game last season. Uh, apparently the dogs, quote, soared like cans of corn through the stands and onto the field. Uh, then the d- demand for discount dogs also led to clogged lanes on the concourse, leading to safety and security concerns. Translation, the people that wanted to buy the expensive stuff couldn't get there because the people were trying to buy dollar hot dogs and they didn't make as much off concessions. Uh-huh. That's that's the translation. Yep. And and they're going to say, well, we we had some people throwing hot dogs on the on the on the field and so as a result we're going to do that. Uh, John Weber, who is the Senior Vice President, Philadelphia Phillies, Ticket Operations and Projects. It's the concourse, the crowds of everybody being at the same X amount of stands, but obviously, you know, the throwing was a little bit of a tipping point. Then somebody in the article who wrote this said, to be frank, ha, 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 the Phillies don't necessarily need the deal these days to pack in crowds. The Phillies started the promotion 27 years ago when they still played at the Vet. And they tried to boost ticket sales on an otherwise dreary game night. That's, it's, I mean, it sounds like uh, it makes f- financial sense. They should have just not put out a release. They should have just not had dollar hot dog nights this, right. that year. Right. And not told anybody. Right. Now, now, on the sports stations in Philadelphia, those those guys are up in arms over this, right? Yeah. And, and the I mean, the point about, you know... Um, we don't need him to sell tickets. It's absolutely fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, go look. Go look at Ranger tickets to see how much they've soared. The price Since of last tickets. Year. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's fair, right? Nobody's mm-hmm. nobody's mad at them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? it's business. Won a World right? Series, right? Yeah. yeah. People want to go watch your product. You can charge more. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, they're going to have another deal that goes associated with this, but it's not going to be the dollar hot dog night. So. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Drive. Today is March the 1st. Woohoo! Two months into the year, man. Got through uh, got through the leap year yesterday, so hopefully everybody leapt okay. And uh, we're here into the first day of March. It comes roaring in like a lamb or a lion. What's it going to do? I think it feels, it feels pretty lamby. Uh, <laughs> to start the month of March. Here's Jeff McGuire. Like the word. 1941. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, wow, former, rich. Former University of Notre Dame star fullback Elmer Layden is named the first commissioner of the National Football League. Hmm. 1954, future baseball Hall of Fame outfielder Ted Williams fractures his collarbone on the first day of the Red Sox spring training. The injury keeps him out of the Boston lineup until May 15th. Wow. 1969, New York Yankee legend Mickey Mantle announces his retirement due to persistent knee injuries. He finishes his 18-season career, 536 home runs, and a 298 career batting average. Too bad he didn't finish at 300. 1976 PGA Tournament Players Championship. J- uh, Jack Nicholas wins his second title, three strokes ahead of runner-up J.C. Sneed. 1998 Martin Truex uh, drives his Ford Taurus to victory in the inaugural NASCAR Winston Cup event 
at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Mm. Martin finishes 1.6 seconds ahead of teammate Jeff Burton. 2016, Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred sends a strong message on the issue of domestic violence and issues a 30-game suspension to New York Yankees closer Aroldis Chapman. trying to remember i think he because i remember being totally bothered but i guess he had already signed with the yankees hasn't pitched for them yet but he he assigned the penalty to him 100 percent deserving probably should have been worse okay but he even hadn't even pitched for the yankees yet and i remember being so annoyed like you knew this was coming and you still signed this guy Oh, the Yankees? You were yes. annoyed with the Yankees. Yes, yes. You knew this was coming and you still signed him. I don't think he had played for the Yankees. I think the incident actually happened when he was still with the Reds. But the Yankees went ahead and signed him in the offseason. I'm like, that is so dumb. Yeah. And I told, I think I told, they'll never win. Baseball karma will never let them win with Aroldis Chapman. And they, I mean, they're... Straight on the path of never winning ever again at this point. So, <laughs> yeah, they tra- uh, the uh, Reds traded him to the Yankees. Traded, Decem- okay. December twenty eighth of twenty fifteen, Cincinnati got four minor league players. Yeah, okay. so it wasn't even a signing. Was- and none of these guys really kind of resonate with me uh, in terms of anybody that was really worth worth anything that amounted to anything. That's not my issue with the deal. It oh, no, no, be. I know. My I, issue with the deal is that you traded for a guy that you knew had had just was about to get suspended for domestic well, abuse my, and was a, I mean, trash. No, my point was going to be this, the Reds probably knew that, too, and they unloaded him. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. The, 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 the Reds knew that, too, and like, okay, we want this guy out of here. Yeah, we'll take anything, we'll even take if anything. it's not great prospects. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. And in 2013, excuse me, 2023, Powered by a 21-7 second quarter and Briamber Scott's 18 points. Mm. Texas Tech Lady Raiders cruised past TCU 66-49. to 49. Wow. It's 49. National Fresh Celery, Noodle, Flour, Frozen Food, Nutrition, Peanut, and soft, uh, Sauce Month, as soft? well as Caffeine Awareness Month. What was the one? Soft? Sauce. 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 As sauce. in like, you know, barbecue sauce. sauce or, you know, something along those lines, as opposed to like the South where you're you're getting a little soused. Caffeine awareness month. Yeah. I feel like that's a day late. What? <laughs> Do we really need a caffeine awareness Quir- month? Caffeine awareness month, okay. It is also National Peanut Butter Lovers Day. Today. Today. Okay. Okay. Uh, Justin Bieber is 30. Tyreek Hill is 30. Booker T, 59. Ron Howard is 70. Hmm. And Chris Timeout Weber is 51. That's so unfair. Is it? Yes, because they were yelling it from the bench, too. But he gets labeled with it. Yeah, he did it. Yeah. Um, did, go ahead, Jeff. No, no, would you? No, I'll let you finish. 1917 in this day in history. The text of the so-called Zimmerman telegram, a message from the German foreign secretary to the German ambassador to Mexico proposing a Mexican-German alliance in the case of war between the United States and Germany is published on the front pages of newspapers across America. 
basically saying if uh, Mexico were to join an alliance with Germany and start attacking the U.S., should Germany win, that Mexico would get back Texas and Arizona and New Mexico. And to say it went badly for uh, Germany at that point is an understatement. That is this day in sports history. And they had to give us Dirk? <laughs> no. <laughs> they did not have and to give us Dirk. David Hasselhoff? We had to split up the entire country in like four different ways and invading yeah. and dropping nuclear weapons on some of their friends. Like, it was bad. So, speaking of uh, Chuck's boy, Tyreek, did you see the latest story with him? Yeah, he like apparently broke a leg of a influencer that was at his house and she was a plus size model and he <laughs> gets accused of breaking he her leg flies her across the country or whatever to spend a few days with him at his house and he runs over her doing football drills or something what in the world man <laughs> I, I don't know i didn't know she was a plus size model yeah what what's he doing what's he what's Man, I, I'm. I don't boy, know. it's it's not like Tyreek to go after somebody or injure somebody that's yeah. you know can't defend themselves. That's that doesn't seem like his character, Chuck. No, yeah, right. It's uh, it's Gosh, just, what a mess. He's a mess. Yeah, yeah. He's just he's just a he's just a mess. Yep. All right, that is uh, this day in sports history. Uh, this from the Eight Sporting Center chat line. Uh, this is from Robert. I don't like the Astros either. <laughs> Thank you, Robert. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Robert. <laughs> but it probably doesn't make you believe that there's not space. Out right. There. <laughs> I was uh, up in Arlington once working early in the morning and had a chance to go to a Ranger game on the dollar hot dog night. Took me 45 minutes to get two hot dogs and a candy and a Coke. Ordered my items. Steph uh, repeated it, said... Yes, and he forgot to give me my candy and told me I'd have to go to the back of the line. Lack of staff, not the hot dog. Missed some of the good games while in line, but the next day got to see it on TV in the hotel. <laughs> yeah, sometimes that stuff's just, it's just not worth it. I it, think that you, I mean, I think you nailed it when you were talking about, you know, them the being, economics. Yeah, yeah. It just doesn't make sense for them. And yeah. they don't have to do it to get people there. Right. Yeah, I, I think, what is that? Rule number three or something, follow the money? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, I think this was a follow the money story. Yeah. I just am surprised the Phillies thought they needed to... Announce it. Announce it, yeah. They're going to do, do a two for one, but it's going to be two for one at regular price, probably, which is probably substantially Eight more. Eight bucks or Yeah, something. whatever. Yeah. But it, it will reduce the line, and then you'll be able to get something else while you're there, too. I, you know, you initially, when you mentioned it, you said you hope it doesn't trickle down to Texas Tech or whatever. I, I wouldn't worry about that. No, I, mean, I don't Texas. think you have big enough crowds where that's a big enough issue. No. I, I wouldn't guess. I don't, I don't think so either, but I mean, it. I mean, the, the lines do get long at concessions, but and uh-huh. hopefully as you kind of renovate the stadium and work on that, then there'll be more there or they'll have a different way of doing it your daily dose of sports and fun this is the morning drive podcast from double t 97.3 presented by cantex roofing and construction all right good morning with jamie lint and jeff mcguire i'm chuck hines we'll have uh, red raider baseball on the air for you today as they take on gardner webb uh, kyle robinson will get the start for the red raiders today one and one with a three one 312 ERA, 3.12 ERA. And then his uh, opponent on the mound today will be Blake Brogdon, 0-2 with a 9 ERA. 
Uh, tomorrow, Mac Hewer will go for the Red Raiders, and then Sunday, Jack Washburn. Um, so who's who's a candidate for long relief this weekend if one of these guys gets in, in trouble? Uh, possibly it could be Petty, but, <clears throat> I mean, I would lean on the guys that you've seen already, the, mm-hmm. you know, the Max Hufflings and the Ryan Freeze of the world. I would I would lean towards those guys. Okay. The Petty was the – Zane Petty was the one that I had in, it, in my – My guess is that they'll start Zane on Tuesday, but um, I could be wrong there. Okay. And in – Maybe he's just a guy that needs needs some work or needs a little extra rest or needs some good luck or all those things. Just, uh, I don't know, a little bit of change. I don't know. Just allow him to take a little pressure off him here and take him out of the starting rotation mm-hmm. and until he gets himself right again. So, yeah. Uh, Jack Washburn, uh, 1-0 with a 7.56 ERA. He uh, – that's inflated. I mean, he's not pitched as yeah. bad as that looks, right? No, I, w- I would completely agree with you there. He's pitched much better. What he's really struggled with is, I mean, he's been good in three-inning stretch the first time, four-inning stretch the second time, and then he's left a bunch of guys on base, and I think every single one has scored. The guys that come in and relate yeah. with him. Now, I mean, those go on his tab because he sure. let them on base. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's wrong, but he hasn't really gotten a lot of help behind him to – you know, strand some of those inherited runners. And so he's got a, you know, for for Jack, I think it's just about putting quality innings together and building up arm strength and building up his, you know, conditioning of his arm as far as, hey, you know, he's he's got to keep doing this and to the point where he's throwing at his best because, again, he took a year off from – from playing baseball and from mm-hmm. pitching and all that good stuff. That's not to say he's not ready now, per se. It's just I, I just think that he's not going to be as crisp as another guy who basically didn't take a year off. Yeah, and I guess here, here, this is just a thought, you know, and I'm, I'm certainly no baseball coach, but let's just let's just say on Sunday, you know, his pitch count is, is close to it, and he closes out the inning. And let's just say it's the fourth inning, and he gets – he gets off the field. Would that be something where the coaches might go, "Okay, we're going to boost his confidence here, and we're not going to roll him out to the fifth, and we're going to we're going to start afresh with somebody new"? Yeah, I think that I think what you're you're thinking there makes sense, and I think part of the reason it's not necessarily just about, "Hey, let's boost his confidence and get him out of there with a zero. I think it's about, "Okay, we've seen him run out of gas, mm-hmm. you know, so let's so if we start the fifth with him." Okay, we're gonna have somebody warming up to start the inning, and if he gets in any kind of trouble, boom. Yeah, we got a quicker hook than maybe we've we've had in the first couple of starts for him. So either that, or they just say, "Hey, he was great through four. Let's start somebody else for the fifth. Because I would imagine, I mean, even though these coaches have been around and together for a, a long period of time, I would imagine a guy that's coming off of an injury like that and coming off of a year away from baseball, every one of those guys that comes back like that is a little bit different. Yeah, sure. I don't think, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't, uh, just kind of being around Jack a little bit and and interviewing him a couple times, he doesn't seem like uh, there would be any worry or concern about uh, confidence. I'm Mm -hmm. not saying he's cocky, but he's just a, he's a veteran. I mean, he's he's a little bit older guy. 
uh, and he's been through the wars of, you know, the Pac-12 and the SEC and Omaha and all that kind of stuff. And so I don't think he's as bothered by certain things like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't I don't think you're worried about him being shaky mentally. Right. Whereas maybe a younger player who hasn't had a high level of success, maybe they start questioning themselves a little bit. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't worry about his psyche. And really kind of what I was thinking too is that for for the – it's more for the coaching staff in terms of working with all these different guys that come back for with injuries. Each one of those things is different yeah. in terms of where they, where they are, whether it's their head or their physical or just, you know, arm strength or whatever. I mean, every, everybody that comes back from something like that is a little bit different. Does he, is he a next level guy, Jack Washburn? Uh, he would, I mean, that's definitely what he's going for. So, you know, this is just a redshirt junior season. So he would still have the option to come back and, keep getting keep getting better but i mean we'll i definitely think he's going to be a guy that you know will be on a you know minor league roster if he's he, got stuff if, to do be able to do that yeah sure yeah, yeah yeah um all right so gardner webb what what kind of challenge do they bring this weekend where you can you know if you're the red raiders you go okay i know i know we're playing a team here that's you know way below us in skill level blah 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 but you know every team has good players i mean they've got scholarship guys too um so what where do you think their strength is? Well, they haven't scored a lot of runs, and they've given up a lot of runs. Okay, <laughs> those are those are not, it's not good if you're the if you're the Gardner Webbs, right? They have a two fifty five batting average mm-hmm. and a six seventy five ERA. ERA. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the quality of competition has not been great. They did play South Carolina on Tuesday, lost that game eight to one, I believe. Um. So yeah, <laughs> I, I, I. It's, it's about I, you. I get it. I understand mm-hmm. that. I don't think. Um, I mean, no disrespect for Gardner Webb, and you're absolutely right that every team has good players and all of that good stuff. But um, I just don't think this is a a Gardner Webb team that. Um, puts a lot of fear okay. you know into in, into the red raiders as far as or any team of like oh well they're they run the bases really well or they've got mm. a ton of power or anything like that it's just not not what you look at where they are right now it's just not who they are okay so i mean sometimes those challenges are real in that you have to make sure that you're focused and you're taking care of business and you're playing clean baseball and mm-hmm. You know, we all were impressed with the 32 runs on on Friday night for the Red or Friday afternoon mm-hmm. last week for the Red Raiders. But I, I would tell you that when I went to do the coaches' interview with Coach Tadlock on Saturday morning, um, he seemed a lot less excited about it than I did. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that's related to how they took pitches or how they weren't patient at the play? No, I think he thought it was defense. Okay, and they didn't have an error in the game. But I still think he didn't feel like they defended really well. Okay. So, see, those are the things that, like, you and I and Jeff, they're just average Joes. We're like, hey, that was great. And <laughs> yeah, right. He sees things that we don't see. And because he wants his team to be better two months from now, right? And yeah. In order, and in order to be better two months from now, you got to do the little things right today. And you know the competition's going to be tougher than Texas Southern and Gardner Webb. Yeah. 725. Like next Friday. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time now for Jamie's question of the day on Lubbock Sports Station. 
Double T 97.3. Okay, guys. We're going to go to Red Raider Baseball. And we're going to be on the positive side of things. Today. Okay. Well, that's good. Okay. Okay. So I want you to tell me who's been the biggest surprise to you so far mm. this season. Hmm. The biggest surprise. So to that has to, you kind of have to factor in like your expectations mm-hmm. of what they would be. Oh, man. Because I, I would, what? I'll just say this TJ Pompey to me. Yeah. Not a huge surprise. Okay. If you watch that dude in the, in the fall and mm-hmm. the spring, you're like, this guy can play. Okay. So it's like, can't be TJ Pompey because No, it, you guys, for you I, guys, it I, can. I, yeah. I kind of am. It's okay. freshman shortstop. Yeah. Like, not like a freshman shortstop. And also, we've seen plenty of fall ball heroes that mm-hmm. don't turn they don't pan- su- right. to and stars on, in the spring. I, it's also, I don't know what I expected. I don't know that I expected what we've gotten out of him. And, and that might be the fairest way to say that. Like, Tim Tadlock's not going to put a guy out there at shortstop that can't defend. You know, you've got a hit, but you, that's one position where he might go, well, if you can field, I'll figure out where to put you in the lineup. Mm-hmm. That you need to be able to control that. And if he's putting a freshman out there, there's some trust there for sure. But there's a difference between trusting what you can do defensively at short and then, you know, being one of the guys who's been knocking the cover off the ball. Mm-hmm. So, like, the whole package I didn't expect. I, I knew he could field. I didn't think, no, he'd be feeling, fielding as well as he has been as a freshman, but he's still surprising to me. And okay. I'm, I mean, it's a pleasant surprise. I'm enjoying every second yeah, of no it. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. I, I just, again, for me, I had really high expectations for him. Okay, I'll give you one. How about uh, Austin Green? Okay. I mean, he's uh, batting 286. Uh, oh, those are oh, those are last year's numbers. He's hitting 440. Yeah, dude, he's I, crushing it. Well, I know. I was, I was scrolling through it, trying to find the up to date stats, and it just went to 2023. Sorry. Sure. Yeah, he's, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, but I guess what stood out to me is that he's driven That's in. What I'm here four, for. Is he's driven in 14 runs and scored 10 times. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he's got 13 hits. He's got six doubles. He's got a home run. He's walked four times. So you're getting some production out of out of him. I think, okay, I'm going to agree with you, but I'm going to also kind of disagree with you. I think Austin Green has been a big surprise. For me, it's been defensively, okay? okay. Um, I, I, I think Austin's a great hitter, was last year, also got off to a hot start last year, but then just got banged up and played – you know, not even close to 100% for much of the season. You could really tell at second base where he just didn't have his mobility. And, I mean, defensively, and so now you move him to the corner outfield spot and you're like, okay, can he handle that position after being a guy at second who didn't look like he had great mobility? Mm-hmm. Well, you can see that the injury was – he's the – I mean, looks faster, he looks quicker, um, you know, from side to side. Um uh, just way more mobility. He looks great in right field, and to the point that Coach Tadlock has played him in center, and I think there's a good chance we'll see a lot more of that as the season goes along. So he's been a big surprise to me defensively. I've been thrilled with what he's done offensively, too. He's gotten off to a great start. Uh, but, um, man, I, I, I just think he's become a great two-way player for you to start the year. So, uh, I mean, I think it's a good answer that you have. I just kind of see it a little bit differently sure. as far as the defensive side of things. Mm-hmm. 
I think the guy that I'm going to go with is is Damian Bravo in left field. I, I thought Damian would be good. Um, I, I mean, I knew that he and, and Woodcox had a good battle out there in left field and that, you know, Coach Tadlock would probably go with the hot bat, you know, so that would kind of bounce back and forth between the two of them. But Bravo's killing it. I mean, he's hitting for average. He's hitting for power. He's driving in a bunch of runs. Leads the team in hits. Doubles. I mean, he's – I mean, he's – He's a run producer. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, last year, Chuck, he had four hits. Three of them were homers, but he had four hits. So, I mean, to expect a guy to go from, okay, he's only, he only had four hits last year to be able to hit. And, and he only had, I don't remember what the number was, 17 at-bats or something like that. But to see him go from that to this, mm-hmm. that big of a jump from year one to year two, uh, has been really impressive and you know last year he pitched a little bit too and I think focusing on just hitting kind of shows you man that's that's been good for him and I he's been terrific so far this year so that's the guy that really jumps out to me as the biggest surprise so uh, of of the corner outfielders does the they're all the, been they've all been great Chuck. no I know but I mean I guess my question is going to be which does is more of a premium is it left or right with the college hitter I would guess that depends on the ballpark that you're playing in. So, like, like our our park, the wind's usually blowing to left field. So there's more balls to left per se. <sighs> per se, but it feels like it's more difficult in right field because of that wind coming across the field. The ball uh-huh. dies down on you, pulls it away from you. Guys going the opposite way. <sighs> I I think in our ballpark, right field is more difficult okay. to play than left field. Okay. Yeah, but I, I just I'm again you've got a you've got four corner outfielders Washburn and Green and right and and Woodcox and and Bravo and left that all four of them are just are swinging it well mm-hmm. playing defense well except for Bravo on one single play where he made two errors I, I mean they've been they've been really good I hope I'm not jinxing them yeah. but they've been really good at the plate and really good defensively and that's why. You're looking at a situation where, you know, Gage Harrelson up and down with the bat so far this year. And also, I think some balls in center field, specifically last weekend, that you feel like he needs to make those plays. And that's why it's kind of like, hey, um, Austin Green or whoever can move over there. Mm-hmm. So it's not just your position. Yeah. you you got to play good defense, too, because these other guys can hit, too. Right. Yeah. Right. So um, you got to play good defense too, and that's the well. That's a, what's a, what a great problem to have for Coach Tadlock. Right. Right. And and other years you're just we're we're talking about hey if he can hit we'll find a spot for him to stand. Mm-hmm. But when you have multiple guys that can hit, we'll find a spot for you to stand if you're the better defender and you can hit. Yeah. You know. So it's so. going to add to the equation a little bit there. How how is uh, how's my man Cade McGee doing? Um. You know, taking a ton of free passes. I don't think he's, uh, by any stretch of the imagination, hit his stride offensively. Defensively, he's terrific. I didn't know he was this good on defense. He's from Gonzaga, right? He's the transfer from Gonzaga. Yes. He's the young man I met at uh, uh, the Suited Up for Success. I sat and ate dinner with him and was like, Are you sure it was him and not Gavin Cash? And the reason I ask you that is they are twins. 
I'm sure because because Cade McGee reminded me of you. Okay, that was and his personality does kind of seem that way. Yes, Um, very humble, soft spoken. Look at the video board when they show the two guys' faces. Okay, and sometimes they bat right next to each other in the lineup. Look on the video board. I mean, they're twins. They 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 have to be brothers. Okay. <laughs> okay, but anyway, no, his his defense has been terrific. Um, not kind of not gotten there offensively yet, but he's taken a ton of free passes. He's been and he's hit been a bunch. hit by he's been pitch. hit a bunch. Yeah, so his on base percentage is still really good. His it's batting al- average is not where it's also hard to hit when you can't get a pitcher get across the plate. Yeah, yeah, I that's mean, fair. That's fair. Take fifty walks. It's hard to get a single in yeah, there. Yeah, but he's his. His defense is terrific. He's really good. I'm not saying he's Josh Young. Okay. I'm not going there. So he got a good arm? Yes, really good arm. Really good arm and makes it look easy with some of the picks he makes over there at third. He's you got a really good third base. See, I think sometimes that is um uh, that is undervalued. And you see this in you see you see it in certain sports, but you see at it in third? basketball too. Huh? A good arm at third? No, 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 no. Okay. They, when they when they do it with ease, when they make it look easy. You know, it's like it's like basketball. There's times where your offense is just flowing. You can score at will. And then there's the other side where it's like, man, if you labor, you know, you labor. To, but when you can do yeah. something at ease, that just, yeah. I don't know, just kind of tells you how good an athlete they are. Well, I, I think you, you've definitely upgraded defensively at second base. I think you've upgraded defensively at shortstop. I think you've upgraded defensively at third. Okay, I think he's better than Bazell was last year, who was really good all-conference first team. I think he's better defensively there. The only issue you're having within the infield is first base defensively, and that's why we've seen Landon Stripling get starts and at-bats over Gavin Cash because he's made the simple play more than Gavin has. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Thank you for being with us today on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. It's a basketball baseball Friday presented by Abundance Energy. Yates Flooring Center chat line is open. Go to the Double T 97.3 mobile app presented by Happy State Bank for that. Uh, Let's see. A couple of comments here. Uh, Tyler Owens, what the blank? Come on. (laughs) Texas already had a bad enough week with the basketball loss, fan behavior. Jeez, did these... Comments hurt his draft top stock? No, I don't think so. But then he goes on to say, at least Owen stated he was real religious, so hopefully religion gets the blame for that one and not the university. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't think the university's going to get the blame, nor, nor do I think religion's going to get the blame for not believing in space. <laughs> I don't think either will. I did think the I'm real religious comment was odd. <clears throat> um yeah, I don't know. I as far as does it hurt his draft stock? I probably not. I no. wouldn't guess so. I mean, he'll get some razzing from his teammates, and probably opposing fans will send him pictures of the of the Earth from space. <laughs> you know, like this is where you live, dude. They, the astronauts went up into the air. They call that space when you get to a certain level, and this is the. The picture that they took. Maybe he'll get I some really cool pictures. I can't wait until Joey McGuire has a media availability and somebody asks him, what did you think of Tyler's comments about there not being space? He'll spin it into something kind of positive, though. He'll be like, hey, you know, Tyler runs a four two forty or whatever, you know. He's, he's, his job is to, to defend footballs back there. So <laughs> he can believe whatever he wants to believe, right? All right. 
Uh, this Chuck Newholm plays in a regional semi tonight in Leveland. You can change a lot of minds by showing up. I'm not going to make it to New Home to uh, Leveland tonight. I've got I've got homework to do for uh, Lady Raider basketball tomorrow night. Oh, man, that seems like a weak excuse. Well, I've got to be prepared. I mean, what time is the game tomorrow? One thirty. Yeah, what broadcast so time? go get wake up at your normal time at eight at nine o'clock, and uh, you you're going to do more than like four hours of prep work. I'll do a couple hours tonight at least, <clears throat> then maybe some for tomorrow. I mean, I've got to come up with a nugget, you know. <laughs> I got to come up with something beyond Aoka Lee's really good. Eight game losing streak. I'm aware. <laughs> you know, we're all we're all we're I, all. That's the only nugget we need. Maybe you know, maybe what I should do tomorrow. I just think if you really wanted to go and watch them play, you would go. You would make it a priority. <laughs> He's trying to bait me now. Maybe what I should do tomorrow, maybe we need something really radical to break out of this losing skid. What if I just showed up in, uh, like, uh, Your shorts, Christmas suit. Shorts and a flip-flops. You didn't get to wear your Christmas suit this year. I, I didn't. That's know. the problem. It's shrunk. I've gained a couple of pounds. The wheat thins just weren't working for me. You were overserved. I was overserved. Mm, yes. Yeah. Yes. Blame it on somebody else. Mashed potatoes nice. and I was overserved chicken fried steak. Lucky lady made me a roast last night. That, man, it was really, really good. With some potatoes and carrots. What if the crazy thing that happened was that everybody was healthy? How about that? That would be nice. Yeah. yeah that would be. That'd be nice. That'd be. That'd be helpful. That'd be ideal. You know, mm-hmm. if you could. You could get that. You got to figure out a way to stop Aoka Lee, though. Nobody does it like her. Do you uh, think, um, you know, they just got a kind of a view of a mini Aoka Lee? With Serena, Sen- with a Sedona Prince the other night? Yeah. I, so do you think they change up their defensive philosophy of, yeah. you know, how, how they defend? Because obviously you tried to play smaller mm-hmm. and. Um, Still play man to man on on two Wednesday night, and yeah. that didn't work well. And I mean, obviously, you're you're constricted by what you have to play right. with at this point, right? Um, but I wonder if they would do something different, try to press more, mm-hmm. try to try to go with more zone. I mean, something to to do something different because Lee is a more skilled player than what we saw in Prince, correct? Yeah, I think they're different. I mean, because Sedona Prince showed that she could score from the outside. I mean, and she, and the other thing about her the other night was she's, man, she's just so physical. I mean, Lee, they can just, she can kind of stand down there and they just throw it, lob it into her and she just, boom, there it is. Um, Yeah, I don't know. That'll be. I mean, maybe playing some more zone would be would be good, or and and or maybe to... just throwing it in there every once in a while to, mm-hmm. to mix it up or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I thought. I mean, they did change things up the other night. They started um, sending girls to double. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you just would like someone with a big wingspan to go and, well, and double, and, and right now you don't have that person. Uh, and and on, honestly, what would also help you to be able to do some of that is to score on your end. Mm-hmm. You that know, helps too. you know. I mean, they 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 didn't turn the ball over um, as much um, the other night. Didn't hardly turn it over at all. But you just, man, you just you just struggled scoring here and and scoring and you know penetrating. Somebody else has got to, Somebody's got to penetrate. 
you know, the paint and either get fouled or shoot. And so that, that requires some toughness, you know, to be able to go inside. And I'm not saying they're not tough or anything like that, but I'm just saying that you've got to be able to, you got to be able to go inside and see if you can get yourself to the free throw line mm-hmm. and help yourself out a little bit and put a little pressure on them to, to, to do something different and try to try to score. So I, I don't know. I'm hopeful that uh, I'm hopeful that you can do that. I'd be curious about K State's kind of mojo because they're coming in off a tough loss um, the other night, and then and then one on Sunday uh, to Kansas that I really kind of felt like they should have won, or at least should have been maybe a little bit more competitive down the end. I mean, it didn't get out of control or anything. They just they made some silly mistakes at the end that cost them a chance to tie or win. Mm-hmm. Um, so and they're obviously a tournament team, um, and so we'll see we'll see how they uh, how they do. But I mean, every year that Coach Gerlich's been here, she's beaten the top twenty five team. We have yet to beat one, uh, and tomorrow's a good good day for that. <laughs> Tomorrow tomorrow's as good a day as any. Right? Seems like a good one to me. <laughs> You're right, and uh, I don't think it's going to change your seating for the Big Twelve. I think you are still going to play on Thursday regardless. But I mean, if anything else, give yourself a good taste in the mouth because. It's been, I mean, it's challenging. I mean, anytime you lose eight games in a row and you go, oh, for February, they're not used to that. Mm-hmm. So you hope that, hope you can come out and keep it close and then maybe steal one at the end, you know. But I think not having one of those quarters where you get outscored by 10 or 12 points where you're having to come back, that would, that would be, that'd be the best thing that you could do for yourself. Keep it close. Yep. You know, figure out a way to keep it close. And, Put a little pressure on them. Yeah. See how they handle but it. You, you got to hit some shots. Um, and then you got to defend at the other end, or at least keep them from scoring so easily, like TCU did uh, the other night with with Prince. This has been the Morning Drive podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T ninety seven three podcasts at double t ninety seven three dot com.